Hey everyone, and welcome back to a brand new show with myself and... Fionn Lennon. Yes, there we go. Right, Fionn, let's get straight into it, because we do ramble on quite a lot, don't we? Um, so we're going to get into the main context of it. Tips on boosting your mood. So if you're feeling like an absolute bag of Spanish, you're feeling like crap, what would you be doing or what would you recommend the people out there to be doing currently right now? And how would you go about it, for example? So you've got all these people that are low in energy, they're low in mood, they, they're waking up and they're thinking, what is the point, right? What tips would you give them in terms of, you know, turning that frown upside down? Um, I, I think it's really important for myself and I hope for other people, some people might already do it and, you know, some people might try it and it might work for them. I think it's really important to kind of keep your, if you if you're young and you have your bedroom, um, to keep your or or even if you're a bit older and you're in the house, keeping your just keeping your area nice and um arranged, you know. So you know, on the right, I've got my books all kind of stacked up, you know, then not all over the desk, and then I've kind of got everything, you know, in shape, and my bed's made, and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really really important. Um, for a lot of people and it, you may say well how is that going to boost your mood but I think for example if you wake up in your bed and you the first thing you wake up and you look over at your desk and there's just books scattered all over and there's like you know cup marks on the desk and then you look on the floor and there's just like three pairs of boxes on the floor from you know previous days and you know your your coats are hanging up and all all over the place just you know a, a picture you know kind of like a messy room you haven't hoofed in a while I think that's just going to put you in a in a state of mind throughout the day that's just kind of cloudy and messy already. And then you're not going to be able to appreciate the little things that we've kind of got to, to offer at the moment, like going outdoors, like speaking to family, because you're just, you know, you're just already in a messy state. And chances are, if your little personal space is quite messy and quite uh, cluttered, then chances are the rest of your house you know, I'm, I'm not saying you're a messy person. I'm not trying to, you know, at anyone or anything. However, if you're, I, I feel like if that's the kind of situation you live in, I feel like that's just going to, you know, really affect your mood and, and, and kind of clutter your day up. So what I do personally is I like to keep that, keep myself nice and tidy, not always clean. I'll give it that. Not always clean, but nice and tidy all the time. Um, and I feel like that just, you know, allows me to take in um, more positive thoughts throughout the day. So basically summarising what you're saying is if you live in a shit pit, you're going to be grumpy. <laughs> if, you want to say, if you want to say it like that. <laughs> no, mate, I know exactly what you mean. I am, And I don't think that's just for people in having one room uh, messy. I think they're like, for example, like my place. If I come back and, for example, there's like the washing racks out and there's a load of like, um, like plates and like cups and things out and, you know, there's a, a few packets of things. And also the floor's a little bit dirty because we've got dogs. So we're always constantly hoovering the floor. Uh, I completely agree with you, mate. You know, you walk in, it's like, oh God. And then you go to the bedroom and you've, you've left a few clothes there and then you've left a few more clothes there. And then before you know it, it becomes like a bigger issue. So I couldn't agree more. I think if you've got, uh, not necessarily saying you have to be a neat freak and super clean, but I think like you said, um, you've read a lot of books on it as well. Um, there's a bloke, don't know his bloody name. But he says the first thing you should be doing in the morning is making your bed. That's that's literally making your bed, yeah. Thing. Making your bed, like what you and I think making your bed isn't just making your bed. I think the whole room should be tidy. 
But I think if you wake up to a messy room, you're literally creating a very messy, untidy day in yourself. A very, un, like, just I think just one of those um, unscheduled, you know, days. And people go, well, like, you, you haven't got kids, you haven't got, you haven't got a clue. No, I might not have kids, but I've got three dogs. And if anything, I've got three dogs. I think three dogs are probably harder to keep clean than like three kids, especially when you've got all the mud going on and stuff like that and having to dry their feet all the time. And you've got mud everywhere, picking up toys, jumping around. So it's pretty similar. It's just their furry. So yeah. you've got that that to handle. And dogs also come with their clothes. We've got little raincoats for our dogs now. They love them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the whole thing. It's like, um, you know, tying up and then, you know, you maybe you have tea, you maybe fall asleep on the sofa and you think, oh, I'll wash that up in the morning. And then first thing in the morning, you go to the kitchen and you've just got messy plates everywhere. It's probably not going to start you off for the best day. So yeah. I think it's great. I think it's a great tip. So tidy, tidy space, tidy mind. Is that a Give good saying or not? There we go. Um, Stick a I'm gonna come on in. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go in there with, for me at the moment, I, I think massively is my breathing every single morning. And I'm going to cover that in a second. And also um, cold water therapy, which we both do. Now, the, the breathing, I do what's called Wim Hof. And um, a lot of people think, what was the point in doing it? But for me, every single morning I get up, I don't want to do it because I know it's going to take 15 minutes of my time. But every time I've done it, I feel bloody amazing afterwards. I feel relaxed. I feel calm. And I just feel set up for the day. Uh, the summarising it, Wim Hof, you just literally do 40 really big deep breaths in through the mouth in for the stomach in for the chest and you just breathe out and you got 40 times on the 40th one you breathe out fully and then you hold your breath for as long as you feel comfortable and then when you feel like you need to catch your breath you just breathe in deeply hold it for 10 seconds and i repeat that three times now people are thinking well why would you do that breathing is one of the most important things we do on a daily basis and unconsciously we breathe and actually breathing um, reduces anxiety reduces stress and just get your body moving properly all right if you haven't got time to do that doing box breathing is really good so you could breathe in for five hold for five breathe out for five hold for five and you could do that two three four ten times start yourself off the day and you will feel a lot better than when you first started tip number two would be the cold water therapy which I've literally just gone down to West Bay and done myself, and I feel bloody good from it. Fionn, how do you feel after cold water? Tell you what, you've you phrased that question well, because I feel amazing afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards, you get out and you're like, it's like someone's like tasered you, but like really on a small scale, isn't it? Like you come out yeah. like, you know, obviously you're shaking and you're, you're your hands, your feet are cold, and sometimes your head because they're the places where you lose and gain heat the most, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the rest of your body, you know, it, it's just yeah. I already now, like I'm, I'm not even in there. I'm just remembering about the times that I've been in the sea. I, I you kind of just get a rush, don't you? And it's um, it's amazing. It is because for number one, when you're driving down there, or or if you're gonna go um, you you know, or walking down wherever you live, you know on the journey down um, to go into the sea or, you, you know, into a pool or whatever it is of freezing cold water, you've got the, you've got the adrenaline running, you've got the nerves, which I think is amazing to kind of, to kind of have, because in the morning it's, it's good to put yourself in that situation, isn't it? Cause it's, you know, it's Definitely. already a challenge that you're putting yourself through. 
and then you obviously get in. That's the part that I don't personally really like. It's the getting in, um, whether it's either jumping in or kind of getting in to swim because that is obviously the most cold part. But when you get out, it's feeling like nerve. It genuinely yeah. is. I think you've got to try and um, now at the moment, try and do all these things to try and make yourself, you know, boost your energy and boost your mood. And like right now I'm sat here and like my body still feels like it's tingling a bit, you know, it doesn't feel like cold. I'm not like this, but it just feels alive. And when I jumped in, I was driving down exactly the same thing. It takes me seven minutes to drive down. I was driving down. And I was thinking to myself, oh, what the hell am I doing this for? And yeah. I was listening to the radio and like when I got out, it was windy, it's wet. Then I literally thought, oh, stop being a baby. Just jump in. The longer you think about it, the worse it's going to be. Time of three yeah. minutes, jumped in. I jump in fine. Mine's more like the midway point. I'm thinking, bloody hell, is it going to end? And then when you get out, yeah. like you said, you dry off and then straight away you just feel this instant like rush of blood that goes through your body. The rush, yeah. Yeah. Now, people out there that don't want to do sea swimming because it's, it's really rough and it's dangerous, I completely get that. I jump in the harbour. I hope the harbour bass is not watching right now because I'm probably not allowed to do that. However, <laughs> um, <laughs> cold showers are really, really good to start with. That's a great starting point. So start off today with a warm shower and then afterwards just do 15 minutes of cold. 15 seconds, sorry. 15 seconds. 15, 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 seconds of cold. And then what you want to do is just gradually increase it. And you want to try and aim to build up to two to three minutes of cold water showers. Once you master that, then you can move on to um, into the sea. If the where you live is safe. If it's got quite a big undercurrent where we live, I nearly got dragged out once. Looked like a bit of a wally. So it put me off a little bit. So I always make sure it's nice and safe. Or I jump in in the harbour bit. Again, I'm not even sure if you're allowed to do that again, but hey oh. I think because we're not jumping off the pier, we're all right. I think when we're again, good stuff. I don't know, potentially. Hey, anyway, my my mental health and physical health is more important. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. The moment. Then what yeah. the harbour master says. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in. <laughs> now, that's my two things. So, for example, summarise breathing, cold water therapy. If you want to do it as a more bog standard beginner's approach, box breathing to start off with and just finish your shower 15 seconds and gradually increase it. We also recommend, me and Phil were just talking before we get into too much detail, get yourself a list, right? Write the list down of things that make you feel good because if you can put that on your fridge when you aren't feeling good and we all get days where we're not feeling good, it frustrates the hell out of me that people don't admit that they're not feeling good. You know, you talk to these yeah. certain people and they're like, feel fine. Yeah, I feel great. You know, oh, yeah, COVID, I tell you what, best thing ever happened to me. Because you know what? I'm stronger than ever before. You know, it's, it's crap, okay? You're literally talking to Pinocchio. And if someone said they haven't struggled during COVID or felt their mood being affected during COVID, they're lying. I don't care who they are. No one is bulletproof. Unless they're a narcissist and they have no emotion, then they probably didn't feel anything over COVID. But yeah. Be completely honest, if your friend or your uh, a business partner or someone's telling you they didn't struggle at all and actually really enjoy this period, then they're either really sad or they have no emotion because it is a tough time for everyone. Some people struggle more than others, but if you've got a list of go-to good feeling things, which we're listing right now, then when you don't feel good, take a little break from work, unless you're on, you're not allowed to take a break from work, you have to work. Yeah. And I'm a slave. Right, yeah, right. I'm actually chained up to my desk right now. <laughs> he's, in, he's in my spare room. 
Yeah. Please give me the key, boss. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. So you've got your keeping keeping your stuff tidy, right? We've yeah. done cold water. We've done um, breathing techniques for like stress and anxiety. What would be your next thing? Um. So there's two two topics, obviously. There's one this little side topic because I was going to say, um, you're saying. Um, I saw this little post yesterday and, and you're you're talking about writing down things that make you feel good. But this post was basically saying if you're feeling in a, you know, in a crap situation and you're feeling a bit down, actually what you should do. And I haven't tried it yet because I only saw it yesterday. It's write down, write down um, why things are so bad right now. So you kind of say to yourself, you get yourself a pen and a paper. And because you're feeling down, you kind of say to yourself, well, what is so rubbish in my life? What's so crap? And you try to write it down and, and, and the kind of whole point is, is hopefully there's only petty things that when you look back on that list, you say, well, actually, in terms of what I've got. So, for example, you know, for people potentially watching this or me and you, you know, we're all quite privileged. We've got technology. We've got food in the fridge. We've got a roof over our heads. You know, we've got a bed to sleep in. We've got resources that we can work with. You know, we've got friends. We've got family, that kind of stuff. And when hopefully you look back at the list, you kind of say, well, actually, things aren't that bad. I was just having a down day kind of thing. So I think some people maybe could take that approach. So, um, but what I was going to say is um, friends and family, talking to them, my friends, um, on the weekends, you know, as a young person, I'd usually be going out and, you know, going maybe going out to the pub or going out to someone's house or, you know, going out for food or, or something like that. Um, and that's one thing that I has, has really affected me, you know, all through the week I'm fine um, because I've got plenty of work to do and you know I you know I kind of like chilling out on the week anyway I think most people do but on the weekends you know my fourth half habit was to go out for a walk with the mates go out for a, a drink with mates and go out for some food with mates and that would be the whole weekend and I had a Saturday job as well so for me that's really hitting home a little bit when it comes to Friday Saturday night or s Saturday Sunday daytime um, so I think staying connected um, now is more important than ever and obviously we've got things like zoom facetime calling so i called my friends on um friday night there was there was eight of us on the call it was quite nice i was just saying before that my wi-fi was terrible but you know you you've got to make do don't you and that really on saturday i kind of woke up and i thought you know that's kind of made my weekend a little bit complete because that's what i'm used to doing so i think the the kind of habits and routine that we usually do in normal life we should try and follow them as closely as possible during lockdown so for example yeah. you know you call your granny on a saturday try and you know carry that on if possible or you know you, you see you see the you, you know you see your church club if you're, you're if you're in a church club email them all get them all on a zoom call do a quiz on sunday i don't know you know something like that i think staying yeah. connected with people just really helps me to kind of you know to stay balanced i think that's what we've done so well with our um with our um trying to think with our group i try to think of the name to use it with our members groups friends we literally just <laughs> yeah. we just literally transferred it from like this to online but it didn't change yeah. the time stayed the same and we just offer the same service just on a virtual format and that's why it went yeah. so well we just literally said right this has happened right we're going to do this and this instead so if you're not meeting your friends etc you can still do zoom calls you can still do like quizzes you can still do loads of different things if you haven't got any friends like me then you're stuffed really that's the thing. Yeah. So then you need to spend more time with your mum and dad. You're a sad <laughs> old man. Yeah. You're going to spend time with your, yeah, your friends. If you've got, like, no friends. But if you, 
you, you get a dog. If you haven't got any friends, just get a dog. Honestly, trust me, that's the best best friend a man can get. <laughs> just get more dogs. Just set them all up in Zoom calls. I set Murphy up in like the spare room. Then I set Missy up in the bathroom. I set Joey up in the bedroom. Yeah, and literally, and I set them up all like, in the raincoats, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes down. That's my Saturday night. But yeah. the thing is, like you said, friends and family, massive thing. Um, you can still talk to them. You can still Zoom them. You can still have a bit of banter and stuff like that. I mean, don't start getting distant and start pulling yourself away from things because it may feel like sometimes you don't want to chat and you don't want to engage. But, you know, you've got to keep yourself in that zone of chatting, interacting, seeing how people are going and do a little rule. I have a little rule. I mean, I think um, me and Phil have the same rule. We don't talk about COVID, right? It's like Fight Club. No. We don't talk about it. Me and, me and Phil, our conversations never... Have we ever spoke about... We don't think we spoke about the vaccine. We haven't spoke about any of it, right? Because at the end of the day, it's getting bombarded down your throat, left, right and centre, with social media and news and everything like that. So we haven't ever really said it to each other, but we've never said a negative thing and we've never talked about it. So I'm not saying you should, like, bury your head in the sand and hide from it because it's about... But you get all this mumbo jumbo and all this absolute rubbish and people want to talk about it all the time. But it's a bit like when you've got a personal issue. If you keep, you can understand it, right? So I stuff, I had a bit of anxiety over Christmas. Don't know why. Didn't, um, you know, just before Christmas, I think work, get, like building up, building up, building up. Christmas time was supposed to be a nice time. It wasn't the same as what it used to be. So I, I found it a bit harder just before Christmas. If I kept talking about it all the time, and keep kept on about and on about and on about it. Instead, what you should be doing is thinking, right, I'm maybe not feeling 100% right now. I understand that. But what can I do to make myself feel better? And that's what I did, didn't I, Fionn? Whereas you said, for example, yeah. after Christmas, you found it a little bit tougher, didn't you? Get back in. And again, yeah, you know, exercise, walking, all these feels that things that make you feel good, it won't last forever. But if you keep dwelling on it and you keep going over and over and over and over again, and expecting sympathy, it's going to be very, very hard to make yourself feel good. So, hundred percent, yeah. It's 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 the difference between understanding what's happening right now, and going on and on and on about like a stuck record. That is the big difference. So, yes, you may not be feeling hundred percent great right now, but you need to ask yourself and sit in your chair: What are you doing to make yourself feel better? If you're literally doing nothing, and you're not making your bed, you're not tidying your house. Um, you're not going for outside walks. You're not doing breathing techniques. You're not reading books. You know, you're sat watching ITV this morning from eight o'clock in the morning up till 12 o'clock midday. That's probably why you're not feeling 100%. That's my rant, as I like to go on with one. So you've done, I, with your, um, your journaling though, journaling's a really good one for boosting your mood. Gratitude diary, for yeah. example. So you basically covered that, Fionn. You were just saying like, you know, what have we got in this life? Bang, writing things down in the morning. So, Let's yeah. stop thinking about what we haven't got and let's start thinking about a bit more about what we have got. Because a lot of people right now which don't have a lot and there's a lot of us that do have quite a lot. So let's just be mindful of actually what we have got. And if you wrote that down every single morning, you would then mm. feel a lot better in your day because you'd appreciate actually more things. Yeah. And I think as well, um, I was listening, I was not walking the dog yesterday. She is, they, they are a man's best friend. I, 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 I do enjoy going out walking the dog. I think that's another thing that helps with people. You know, if you've got a fairy friend, it, you know, you kind of you get a cuddles and they're warm and stuff like that. I think that's quite nice. But I was out walking the dog yesterday and um, listening into a podcast, and they were basically saying, with anything that you've got, so whether it be business, 
social stuff, stuff at home, even think tasks as little as doing the dishes. If you procrastinate, you're building up a guilty, uh, a guilty, a guilty conscience in your head. So you're kind of always you're shoving stuff to the back of your head, and there's only so much space that your head can hold of thoughts like that. And he was basically saying, you know, if you, for example, if you know you don't get a, a task done at work, and then you, um, a, a friend texts you, and and you look at the text, but you're too busy and you can't text them back, so you'll do it later. And then you get home, and the dishes aren't done. And then you go to bed and maybe you've, um, you know, said something um, mean, uh, you know, rude to your partner. You've got all these things and they're all in there. And you're procrastinating from sorting them out because you're kind of shying away. And that guilty conscience can then can start to build up in your head, even though you shouldn't feel guilty about not doing the dishes. That thought will be in there and you'll kind of say to yourself, oh, well, why didn't I do them? I should have just done them. And it'll build up and build up. And it's like a snowball effect. You know, it'll start small with that thing at work. And then, you know, you know, um, the text my friend, it kind of gets bigger and bigger and until it gets up to this thing and you just get so stressed out. And I think when people have this, you know, really um, high, high stress level lifestyle, I think that's when they can resort to things like um, eating badly and not exercising and not looking after their personal health, you know, not like keeping their space tidy, you know, all the things we're talking about, not trying new things because they've got so much on already. So if you're thinking about trying to sea swim or you're thinking about just trying to cold shower or you're thinking about trying breathing and you've got all these things going on already, that's the last thing you want to do because you don't want to add another task to your list. So yeah. I think act now, stop procrastinating on whatever it is, whatever it is. And I think that's really important to kind of clear, you, you know, clear yourself out. And if it's all in your head, write it down on a bit of paper, pen and paper. Yeah, and just if you don't want anyone to see it, store it away or put it up in plain sight so that people walk past it and you know they're going to see it. And then that makes you more motivated to do it. I don't know. But I think procrastination has been a massive game changer for me during this lockdown. You know, I think I kind of got most things in check. The first lockdown and the second lockdown kind of let it slip a little bit over Christmas. We all do. No one's perfect. But this lockdown has been really, really good for me. And even just little tasks like doing the dishes, you know, finish dinner. Usually I'd go sit on the sofa, scroll through my phone for an hour, go to bed. Whereas now yeah. it's, you know, get them done and you feel great. Feel great. Definitely, mate. I think I think another thing as well, you were saying like procrastination, I think that's, um, it leads on to people saying they just don't have time. They're like, oh, it's yeah. all right for you, I don't have time. It, it literally, it frustrates the life out of me. Honestly, if someone wanted to really wind me up, they could say they don't have time to do something. <laughs> and because I know for a fact if I sat him down and I wrote a to-do list out and we wrote down it was scheduled in from when you woke up to when you went to bed, there is always available time. And yeah. you know, I don't I know that from and, and you people could say that, and I know that from people who've got four kids and both partners have full-time jobs and they've got four kids and they still find time. So if you've got someone who's got four kids and they've got two full-time jobs, yeah, and they still find time, then you can find time. And it's absolute rubbish, right? It's looking at your day and you look at how much procrastination you do in your day and how much downtime you've got and how much you're just sitting on this, right, and scrolling. And it's like people feel like exercise is a chore. It's like, oh, I can't work out but I, because basically that eats into my Netflix and chill time. But your Netflix and chill time is like four hours a day. But actually, the working out, the exercise, and the going for walks, 
is an enjoyable thing to be doing, but you've got yeah. it in the wrong frame of mind. You're treating it like exercise is in it's a chore and it's something that's like a punishment. But actually, the reason it's a punishment is because you haven't found either the right coaches or the right style of training that suits you. Because actually, the exercise shouldn't be a chore. For me, one of my favourite things is going to the gym with my mates, you know, and working out with my mates. That's one of the things I love doing, yeah? And the second, the one the, before that, I love going for walks with my dogs or my backs. So those two things I love doing, they're like my go-to things to making me feel good. So we've got it in there as well. So we've gone over keeping your environment tidy, um, cold water, water therapy. We've got breathing. Um, we've got journaling, gratitude, we just spoke about. We've got outdoor exercise, walking, yeah? We've got um, exercise itself. We've got checking in with friends and family, you know? There's like eight things, yeah? And then reading a book, nine things makes you feel good. Number 10, watching your favorite TV program. If you love watching Friends, right? That always makes you feel good. Getting a coffee. So I've been working. My mind's gone completely like fuzz. I can't concentrate properly. I'm not feeling great. Nice coffee, sit down, watch an episode of Friends, just chill out, put your feet up. If it isn't your cup of tea, reading a good book, right? We've all got books. We should all try and read, yeah? I never used to read. The last book I read was Harry Potter when I was like 10 years old. And then I just <laughs> took up reading. It made it true. And I took up reading about a year ago, right? So it took me 18 years to pick up another book. And since then, I've been reading like, I've read about 15, 20 books all around mindfulness, um, more about autobiographies of people, all about improving people's moods, you know, productivity, business related stuff. And I love it. I read, make sure I read Jay Morton at the moment. He's from the SAS Who Dares Wins. I'm three quarters away for his book, bloody love it. So we're all on there. We're all in it together. That is about 10 things that me and Fionn can suggest for you on boosting mood. And Fionn, there's probably about a load of other things, isn't there? Many, many others. Yeah. So that would that obviously leads on to you know if you have listened to this and if you have enjoyed it and and you have tried the things then always give us a message because we've always got banks on banks of yeah you know obviously luke's got more experience but the, the, the stuff that i pick up off of him and what he says and you know obviously my own experiences as well you know we've, we've got many many topics and many things that you, you know you could try because we're always trying to you know boost your mood we're not we're not your enemy counting reps making you do burpees on a Thursday night for for no reason you know we, you know I think we we run the extra mile and kind of provide that little bit extra so you know we're always here if you need someone to turn to and you know other options to resort to as well and I'm going to just put a shameless plug out there I can guarantee you if you start trading with us we are literally the best coaches and I'm not even going to I'm not even going to even question that that was a straight talk and I looked the camera right in the eyes because I can guarantee in terms of energy, in terms of banter, and in terms of the, the plan itself, we bring it all. We bring it all to the table, yeah? So if you are looking for something to try and boost your mood up and you need some accountability and you need some coaches that have a bit of a laugh and don't take themselves too seriously, then that's when you want to send us a message well, and we can send you more information. Did you say you take yourself seriously? I'd say you take yourself seriously, mate, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, what this, I tell you what, my hair, I need to sort it out. There we go. I've gelled it this morning. Your hair, my hair. Yeah, I know. I've got a grade five on the back, mate. <laughs> oh, it's mad, isn't it? Did you get your mum to do it? Lockdown barnet. 
long done violence. Hey, hope that helps everyone. We rambled on enough. We're gonna leave you to it now. So I'll if you enjoyed um... it, oh yeah, if you've enjoyed it, make sure you always share it. Make sure you tell your friends about it. And like I said, if you need a hand, reach out.